The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at Romans chapter 5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to the Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode 45, Dialoguing with an Intelligent Critic, Part 2. Critic. Belief doesn't make something real. Faith doesn't either. Faith is the reason you give for something when you have no facts or good evidence. I know that the denial of something does not mean that the thing does not exist. But until good evidence for a thing exists, the logical, rational, and reasonable position is to withhold belief until good evidence is presented. Faith is not a reliable pathway to truth. You can have faith in things that are false or do not exist at all. You seem to lack critical thinking skills. I do not mean that as an attack, but so far, your arguments are all very poor. Do you have any actual evidence for this God? Or why you have faith in the Bible when we can demonstrate how wrong the Bible is on many subjects? Christian Atheist Now we are engaging one another. Thank you for that. I have already ceded to you, though I never claimed the contrary, that belief or faith doesn't make something real. You define faith as, quote, when you have no good facts or evidence. You have bought into a notion of faith or belief that is designed to dismiss religion because it supports what you want to believe about it. It is not, however, an accurate definition. Those who believe in God, and it is the overwhelming mass of humanity, both historically and even contemporaneously, would never agree that they, quote, have no facts or good evidence for their beliefs. Faith without reason and evidence is no faith at all. I believe that science provides a good basis for understanding the nature of our world, and I think my evidence and reason are adequate to that belief. If you decide in advance, though, that only natural evidence counts as evidence of anything, you have dismissed the supernatural prior to even looking into the question. Indeed, what sort of natural evidence could be evidence for the supernatural? At best, natural evidence can point to a supernatural, not reveal it. We are nature-bound creatures, profoundly limited in our ability to understand, restricted by space and time. And scientists tell us that both space and time, and thus all of nature, began at a particular moment. We are driven to ask by our rationality, what came before this? Thus, the evidence of science points us to an outside of nature, to a supernatural. We are agreed on the second part of your middle statement. Quote, you can have faith in things that are false or do not exist at all. I used to believe in Santa Claus, but even this belief shows the inadequacy of your definition of faith. I believed in Santa Claus because I trusted my parents, my siblings, and the cultural evidence that was given me as a young child. 
I had both reason and evidence for my belief. It just turns out that the evidence was bad and the reason misplaced. You and I agree that this can happen. I even gladly concede that my belief in God may be of this sort. I continue to stand on the belief because it continues to prove itself to me as I live it out, just as science rests on its beliefs when they properly correlate with observation, experience, and life. Scientists used to believe in a luminiferous ether spread throughout the universe through which light waves traveled. It turns out that their belief in the ether was unfounded, like my belief in Santa Claus. Were those scientists irrational? Did they believe in something without, quote, facts or good evidence? If so, then science must be for you equally dubious. I think that science is an amazingly powerful means to build knowledge. But science stands on belief, not certainty. We are exercising faith at several layers when we engage in the scientific process. We believe that nature is rationally accessible to us, that it is, somehow, the stable sort of thing that we can understand. And then, too, we are trusting that our rational and empirical faculties are trustworthy guides to discover that truth. I think that faith in science is justified. But why is it justified? If our rationality is merely a byproduct of random chance in the struggle to survive, why should we rely on it to discover truth? If we are adapted only to earthly survival, where do ideals come from? Where does the notion of a highest good, or a super-nature, a beyond the here and now? There are answers that science cannot give us. I prefer to think that these unanswerables point us to a supreme answer, and that, for me, is God. I believe in God because by believing in God, the whole picture makes sense. Value is real and not an illusion, and reality has a profound basis. This brings me then to the first part of your middle statement, that, quote, faith is not a reliable pathway to truth. At one level, I agree with you on this one, too. Faith is, by its very nature, subject to doubt. So there is an element of unreliability with which we must contend. The problem for you is that there is no other way to truth for human beings. It may not be reliable, but it is the only path available, with all its necessary missteps and stumbles. As we just discussed, there is almost nothing we can know with certainty which means that we build knowledge on faith, accepting as true the most well-supported, through evidence and reason, explanation we can find. Credo ut intelligam. Faith is where all knowledge starts. As I type this, I am sitting across the table from my beautiful wife. I know she is sitting across from me. But when we look at even this simple case of knowledge, 
to say nothing of the existence of things like electrons and black holes, it rests on faith. I am trusting that I am awake and not dreaming. I am trusting that I am not in the matrix, that my eyes are not deceiving me. Give me any bit of knowledge you like, and it can be rationally doubted. What we call knowledge, then, is a built-up network of beliefs that we test for confirmation by living. This means that the human condition is fundamentally limited, that knowledge is a story that we tell ourselves about the world, a story that helps us live effectively. And this brings me to my favorite part of your response. Quote, Until good evidence for a thing exists, the logical, rational, and reasonable position is to withhold belief until good evidence is presented. Yes. Thank you. That is, when we put the hypothesis, the belief, to the test, we should be skeptical. But as we continue to subject it to question and systematic doubt, and it proves itself in the crucible of experience, our faith grows, and we move asymptotically, perhaps inch by excruciating inch, toward the ideal of knowledge, certainty. We human beings, however, never reach certainty. Even our clearest knowledge is tinged with faith. When in science we stop this process of systematic doubt and claim we've decisively found the truth, we are engaging in scientism, not science. Pretending that science magically gives us certainty rather than a faith picture that we hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Rather than a faith picture we hope is evolving ever closer to truth. Given what we've already said above, though, it should be clear that faith is a self-conscious awareness, that this process of uncertainty is never wholly overcome. Faith always remains faith, aware of itself as resting on something we do not and cannot fully understand or prove. How do we think about or talk about the transcendent foundation of all that is? The reason I hesitated to quickly answer your demand for evidence for God lies here. Not in the disingenuous claim that we theists, quote, have no evidence. How do I provide evidence for reality itself? It is not a question of providing evidence for God's existence but for existence itself, something in which you already have faith, while ridiculing those who believe in God. All evidence that you will accept is evidence of something within the frame. But the very existence of evidence itself, the existence of the frame, is what is at issue in questioning God's existence. And it is that existence that provides the best evidence of God for which you have been asking. How, from within the frame, do we give evidence of the frame itself? This question has been your constant refrain to me. Give me evidence of God. Everyone in the frame is inhabiting it, assuming it, 
The great question of human reason is, why is there something rather than nothing? I look at my 25 years as an atheist in precisely the way you suggested here. The mounting evidence for me became overwhelming, and I had to make a choice. Each of us faces that choice. I wasn't irrational as an atheist. I was hyper-rational, demanding that reality fit my own limited rational constraints. I am not irrational as a theist in allowing for reality to be bigger than my capacity to constrain it. In both cases, I lived by faith. As an atheist, I lied to myself that I knew something, when all I had to go on was faith. As a Christian, I know that my faith is faith, and I am able to live honestly with the ambiguity, uncertainty, and ignorance, as my faith in God helps me make sense of the world in a way that believing God does not exist does not allow. Perhaps this explains my constant insistence that you tell me what sort of evidence you would accept as evidence for God. In The Matrix, there is an analog to the question you keep asking me. What is The Matrix? What would have counted as evidence to Neo while he was in The Matrix of The Matrix? of a reality beyond the all-encompassing one he is experiencing. The only evidence that appears within the matrix, in our natural world, to explain the analogy, are glitches. Things that seem a bit odd and out of place, like the experience of deja vu. The most profound glitch in our world is the human being. Human rationality stands in some sense outside nature, which is why we are the origin of the artificial or the unnatural in this world of nature we inhabit. The best evidence, then, for the existence of God or of a supernatural reality is the eruption of the human being in the midst of nature. The existence of human consciousness does not, of course, prove the existence of a supernatural reality but it does point to it quite clearly. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.